Seasonal allergies are back, and so are we here for another episode of the Sports Desk Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be using two lanes to talk about the NBA playoffs and the NFL draft, both in full swing this week. Um, excuse me as I shamelessly plug our social media for you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Sports Desk Pod underscore, on Instagram at the Sports Desk Pod. Check out our YouTube channel, the Sports Desk Podcast. And uh, yeah, that's all for me. Let's get this thing rolling. Welcome back to the Sports S Podcast. I'm Noah Worthington, joined as always by Ryan Bennett. Uh, we're going to talk about the NBA because the playoffs, uh, the first round is in full swing. And, uh, I mean, there's a few games that we aren't even going to touch on. Milwaukee just beat the uh, Pistons, swept them. Or, no, the 3-1 or 4-1. Um, 4-0 is a clean sweep. It was a clean sweep? Yeah, clean break. Uh, and then you got... Portland, surprisingly, which it, it, the series has been really good, despite the uh, the record. Portland's beating OKC 3-1, yep. but there's been a lot of like news coming out of these games. So much animosity. The Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook like duel yeah, that, has been crazy. That beef has cooked uh, medium well. <clears throat> and it's crazy to say that because, like, yeah, they've been uh, going back and forth, but, like, Westbrook hasn't been playing well in my yeah. eyes. He hasn't been doing enough at all. Like, like, uh, pretty sure he's only averaging like twenty-one a game. Which, when Paul George towards the end of the season had his little slump, like you're not doing enough. And right. it, it's interesting to see how this series will wrap up. Like, I feel like OKC might sneak out another game. But I, I I believe Portland will end it eventually. Yeah. But uh, it's, I'd hope so. I mean, it's only seven games. I'd hope they end it eventually. Yeah. But I wanted to bring up like, what does OKC do from here? Like, I mean, you basically have seen peak Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Right. Like this is as good as it's going to get. Like, one of them does well for one part of the season. The other does well for one part of the season. And then, what happens at like what happens next? Do you, do you add another star? Like, what are you going to do? It doesn't. I don't know. Well, starting in the context of the series, I I think you you can really boil this series down to the uh to the mono mono going on with Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook, yeah. and effectively, I think Damian Lillard is winning that battle right now. So his team is winning the series. Yeah. I think that's really where it starts. Um, two star well, players it, it respectively also, for each team. Damian Lillard is outplaying Westbrook, Definitely. and CJ McCollum. Is out playing Paul George. Yeah, I mean he's he's an X factor. I don't think there's anyone you know that can really guard C.J. McCollum effectively on um on the Thunder after Westbrook. I think there's kind of a fall off as far as their backcourt goes, talent wise. I mean Schroeder's decent off the bench, but I don't I don't. When think he started doing that rock the baby uh, thing, I was like, dude, come on, <laughs> like seriously, Schroeder. Yeah, he started like cradling a baby oh, okay. when OKC won the one game they have this yeah. entire series. Cradle, cradle your ass back to the couch. I think the Blazers are going to wrap this up in due time. Um, I, I, obviously, like you said, a ton of a uh, ton of stories coming out of this series. I think I, I think the Thunder are just kind of mentally defeated at this point. Um, yeah. 
Damian Lillard even said, you know, they weren't gonna they were gonna go out sorry two years in a row being considered a uh, quote unquote overrated third seed. So I, I think they're using all their motivation in the right places. It helps, like I said, that Damian Lillard is winning that mano a mano with Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah. Well, think- shout out to the girl that tweeted to CJ McCollum and said win a playoff game, and he was like, "I'm trying, Jennifer." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, Jennifer. I mean, That's but funny but shit. seriously, what what does OKC got to do to like become an actual contender? I think Paul George is well. Oh, an actual contender. Uh, like, like think about this it. This series is dead and gone. You I had you had Kevin Durant, one of the best players in all of basketball. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook was doing like he wasn't as good. He mm-hmm. hadn't reached his prime yet. Right, but doing his thing. he was doing his thing. And you still weren't able to really, like, really convince people you were a championship caliber team. They had that one year with against the Heat, but, like, other than that, they didn't really do anything, you know? Right. And now you add Paul George with Westbrook. Like, Paul George is, like Skip Bayless said a few years ago, he, he's a discount LeBron. Poor man's LeBron. I mean, like... Okay, he plays better defense than LeBron, but like, right? He doesn't fit this. Like, he doesn't fit Westbrook's game. You know what I mean? They don't. Uh, they don't ebb well together. They're no. both ball dominant players. You saw what had happened. The Paul George's first year in OKC, um, he was pretty much relegated to a catch and shoot role because of how yeah, exactly uh, how ball dominant and, Westbrook was. I, I mean, his usage usage rate has gone up this year. Right, but. I mean, obviously not enough when Russell Westbrook scored, like, what, 14 points last game? It's hard for—it's a harsh reality because you mentioned, um, you mentioned, you know, going back a few years, OKC did have that big three, obviously. I, I, think, I think management in Oklahoma City made a huge mistake. Russell Westbrook—I'll just go out and say it. Russell Westbrook is not a— He's not a franchise point guard. He's not a franchise caliber player. He's not going to bring your team to the promise. I wouldn't say he's not a franchise point guard, but he's not a championship point. Yeah, guard. you don't. Well, yeah, you don't have to say it. I mean, yeah. he's not his. The, the the Thunder's wins have been in a three game range the past three years, all while adding Paul George. But like obviously, with what's already there in Russell Westbrook, and nothing nothing has happened. I don't think these two are. You know, meant to uh, coexist together. Obviously, not, not he is—he's an All Pro. Obviously, Paul George is an All Pro. So, what do you have to put around these players to make them a championship caliber team? Like, like seriously, it's like the world's hardest math quiz. I mean, you like, it, does, it doesn't. You you can put shooters on this team, but like, well, like what are you doing then? You know, because then you need defense. Because this this team has gotten a lot better on defense this year, but that's mainly been because of Paul George. Paul George isn't like defensive player of the year candidate for yeah. a reason. One of the better two way players in the league, but I just think you know outside of Westbrook, Paul George, Adams, this team is just kind of hollow. I mean, there's not really much outside of like I said, PG and Russ in the two to four range. You know, those positions, the wing yeah. positions, could use some help. Uh, CJ McCollum has provided a a plethora of good games for the Blazers this series. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of good wing scoring. Uh, imagine if this team had Nurkic. I don't even think uh, we'd still be talking about this series, or we would be talking about it in the past tense. Yeah. Um, Ennis Cantor's been good for the Blazers, but sticking to the thun- to the Thunder, I-, I think management really botched it when um, 
when they let James Harden go. I mean, oh, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't be, you probably wouldn't be able to pay him now, yeah. but you would have been able to retain him to a, you know, a decent price. But I think they botched in letting two other guys walk away. They get, they gave the, but who would pass the torch to the wrong guy? Who would have ever thought that James Harden would have? No, it's easy out. to it's easy to speak in hindsight, yeah. but I, I think KD, you know, if you really want to get into this you, on, you, a, on you, a less you, surface level, you let the wrong guys go. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, you should have built your team around after Kevin being up three. You you had one of the best teams in the NBA defeated with yeah. Durant and Westbrook and whatever else was there, and then you know Durant walked away and poof, it all goes to shit. Yeah. I just don't think Russell Westbrook. We, we can talk about Russell Westbrook on his own merits and you know all his credentials, Mister Triple Double, whatever. At the end of the day, I just don't think where they're at right now is the formula to go forward. So they're gonna have to make some. I don't want to say wholesale changes in Oklahoma City, but they're really going to have to look in the mirror at you know the experiment they've undergone the last yeah. three, three seasons and say, really, where do we go from here to... Uh, if, if you're listening to this and you play 2K, go on 2K, build a franchise, and try to build a championship team with the Thunder. I, I, I Tweet to us or send us a DM or something. I'm really like interested to see how you would win a championship. Yeah, um, absolutely. But... Port for, as for Portland, I, I mean, we both agree they're going to win this series. So they would go on to play the Denver, the winner of the Denver and San Antonio series, which if you pay attention to our Twitter, I uh, had Bennett tweet out that I thought San Antonio was going to win it. Um, so Portland might actually, you know, make it make it pretty far because I, I, I could see them beating Denver. I definitely can see them beating San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little too early to say. Um, you don't, as far as that series goes, you don't know which of each team you're going to get every night. Yeah. Um, Jokic even has been pretty consistent in this series. Uh, Mike Malone really, uh, you know, kind of called out Jamal Murray after what was a mediocre Game 3 following his great performance in Game 2. So just in general for both teams, I think everybody's been kind of spotty. Derek White had that one uh, breakout game. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Jamal Murray's been pretty solid for the Nuggets. Jokic has been okay. I just, I, I don't like this Denver team. Right. I, I, I get it. They're the number two seed. I, I understand that. But I I don't know. I don't, I just don't like it. I, I don't like it. Yeah, the West, you got to think, though, the West isn't as top-heavy as the East as far as, you know, uh, the talent pool goes. Yeah, exactly. I, I like the Spurs better. I, I think DeMar DeRozan is been playing really well. Right. Uh, the D- Derek White has been balling out, and then I think once they get Aldridge going, he can he can really help. Yeah, them exactly. The they have a lot of guys you forget. Yeah, he Aldridge has had some out. bumps and bruises. He's been in foul trouble at pivotal points in some of these games. Um, I, I think once you get him going, he's kind of going to be uh, he's kind of going to be your X factor. Uh, as far as the Nuggets go. We heralded Nikola Jokic as an MVP like midseason. Had nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, he's been pretty stagnant in this series. I think, you know, if he can if he can get his game going and create in the ways that he's been able to to get the Nuggets to this point, I think they could turn the corner. I mean, I just mentioned scenarios as to how both teams could win. Um, you know, the ser- the series is tied. Everybody's kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. Do they play tonight? Do they have the late game or they are they tomorrow? No, the uh, the Jazz Rockets is late tonight. I don't. I'm I'm even like remiss to talk about that series. That yeah. is a shit show. But this is a much more interesting series. I mean, 
like I said, I've just enlisted ways by which both teams could win. You Every, know, I mean, everyone kind of that played level 101 ways, but everyone that played a minute in the Spurs game for or for the Spurs last right. game had at least two points. Yeah, I mean you that know, that's like, that's like one they, thing about these teams too. I'm I'm points. glad you mentioned that. You know when they when they use their depth to their strength and every everyone gets minutes, everyone you know everyone touches the ball. Um, it, it's you know it's usually works out pretty well. I mean, both of these teams could go nine, ten deep at a time. Um, Lonnie Walker's been forced to step up over the yeah. series. He's a rookie. Jamal Murray, he's you know known as kind of a streaky scorer. He's had some good moments this series. Derek White, of all people, had a breakout game in Game Two, I believe it was, thirty six points. Yeah. Um, went the He's guy went balling. to a D two school, relatively unknown going into this thing. So should be playing for the Hawks. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever looked at the Hawks roster? It's in just, what in what sense? It's just all like D two guys, D three guys. Like it, I don't know. Their their roster is really like weird. Underdogs. Yeah. You gotta love it. I mean underdogs that are lottery picks you know <laughs> I, well i don't know i think they're just gonna get enough lottery picks eventually and they're not stingy as shit Dude, like the on Suns. 2k i think they're gonna put it together on 2k they like i i had a one franchise mm-hmm. and they got zion yeah me too and, i'm playing and a like, franchise right now that and, zion. and i don't know they got like a bunch of guys and i was like yeah oh they're, my God. the zion and my 2k franchise was the one seed like the zion led hawks team was like a one seed they're they're ridiculous absolutely i, mean, I could see it just loaded imagine I mean, next year that the one seed in the east yeah, they get I, zion I mike mike budenholzer days mike budenholzer's coaching up the the bucks right uh yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. look look at the look at the Bucks. I mean, they, they he's go a very forgetful coach. They go twelve deep like the Hawks used to. I mean, shit, look how it worked out for them. One seed, but um, yeah, stick sticking out west, dude. Those were the days. Oh, they had the twelve deep Hawks. Kyle Korver was an all star. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he went into the all star game for like thirteen minutes and yeah. drained like twelve threes. We used to drink those little cardboard high C's. Yeah, with the, with the pop straw. Yeah, the, the different time. Back in the days, accurate days. Yeah, different time. But um, this Denver San Antonio series, it's low key one of my favorite to watch. I mean, pace of play isn't gonna, you know, it's not gonna. It's blow. a really slow game. Yeah, it's like, like it's like a chess match. I, yeah. I don't mind, you know, watching two like great these, coaches. Yeah, I don't mind watching these like offensive minds go at each other. These ha- these you know half court sets. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just very interesting. I, I like to see DeMar DeRozan get a little more involved with the pick and roll but uh, and not throw the ball at the official um, in Game 5. But, um, yeah, like I said, hope hopefully Aldridge gets back on the floor, gets back to, you know, being his uh, – well, I say gets, gets back on the floor. Foul trouble has kind of been an issue for him. But I hope he can be more of a force, you know, going forward in this series. I think he could be one of those guys that, that decides it, one of the best low-post big men in the league. Finally found a three pointer so he could stretch the floor, kind of keeping keeping pace with the changing tides in the league. Big men stre- uh, stretching the floor. I'm starting to sound as wonky as the uh, as the 2K announcer, so we're gonna pop over to the Houston and the Jazz series real quick. Yeah, I don't like even I want said, to talk about this. Yeah, we're missed <laughs> to talk about it, but we have to. Um, I don't even. Yeah, I'd rather snort a line of pollen than talk about. No, nah, I'm kidding. That's that's a death sentence. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean. James Harden, he freaking shoots three of twenty, and the Jazz still can't win. I was telling you before we went on the air, just no creators on this Jazz team. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, second year in the league, shoulda, woulda, coulda won Rookie of the Year. 
Um, you kind of know that's the guy that's going to be, you know, creating his own shot off the dribble, um, managing the game more or less. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Rubio does that every now and again, but I, I don't. He shoots like thirty eight percent career, so I, I don't. I wouldn't yeah, he doesn't on him. create his own shot. Yeah. He creates for others. Exactly. Um, just not a not a whole lot of pieces on this Jazz team. I mean, Jay Crowder, he's decent. They're all like three and D guys. Yeah, every single one of them, like Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles. Yep. You, I mean, Corver's a three guy. You can only have so much. You, you know, you can like, only have so much three and D. You can That's only not... have so many D's. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you only have anyway. You only have three holes. You can put some D's in. <laughs> some D batteries. This uh, is getting weird. D. I feel All like, right, I feel like a middle aged man. Yeah, nothing to say there. Uh, Rocket should close that one out. Uh, moving on to the Brooklyn Philly series. Philly is leading three one. I love beef. You know, yeah, just like nice medium, medium well piece of beef cooked through. So the if you have lived under a rock for the past few days, Jared Dudley is beefing with Ben Simmons, which is incredible i freaking love it uh anything can happen in the playoffs even stupid fucking beefs like this where somebody's <laughs> uncle who dude wasn't jared dudley on the 76ers for a while i don't know i know i'm pretty sure he was i know he was on the suns because he was a, a big cap hit yeah, uh jared I, dudley yeah, he definitely scrub. was he's like he's like that uncle that's like yeah we go to the park right now i'll go for 30 i mean goes for like seven shoots three and 19 he's been strapping the up <laughs> I mean Ben. There's not much to say about Ben Simmons. Though. I mean, he's just someone who's who's a really good passer, good athlete. His only move is sprint to the rim and dunk it. Like he shoots with the wrong, wrong hand. There's nothing redeeming about Ben Simmons, really. I think he's criminally he goes for layups and dunks with his right hand. Yeah, I think he's criminally overrated. I mean, people bitch about Embiid and all this and all the touches he does or doesn't get. I think Ben Simmons negates the 76ers more than Embiid or the, Butler. If the you want Nets, to talk about the stars the there. The Nets need regular season D'Angelo Russell right now. Yeah, he's he's kind of gone cold. He had a decent game a decent. I mean, he's scoring two, like but, 20 a game, but they need 30 from him. I feel like know? he's like kind of forcing it. You know, the, the quality of shots just isn't there. Joe Harris, last game went 0 for 6. Joe Harris, three. yeah. Joe Harris shit the bed. Just untimely bad shooting from a relatively inexperienced— well, relatively an inexperienced playoff team yeah um but tobias harris for the philly yeah i tweeted so about good. him the other day he's turned it on oh my one God. of the best stretch big men in the league um i mean he he didn't even like he shot below like 40 percent from three last game but he still scored like 30 yeah in most countries i mean that's still pretty good as far as three point i mean like goes. you know he shot bad for him for his yeah, standards for yeah him. absolutely um I think Philly's just going to close this one out. Just too much star power like we've talked about in the past. Uh, yeah. It'll be a good learning experience for this D'Angelo Russell-led Nets team, though. I mean, it's going to... Who it's will gonna they st- go on to play? It's going to sting like a bitch, but I think they go on to play Boston. Oh, that's a good one. That's what we want right there, right? Um, Wait, would they go on to play Boston? Um, No. They would go on to play Milwaukee, wouldn't they? They would go on to play Milwaukee. Sorry, Philly. Uh, take your ball. Good... Take your ball and go home. It was Pay fun. Pay for your wings and dip. Nah, it's gonna be a better game than you think. I just think Milwaukee, like we like we've said, is that they go about as deep as a football team. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon might be back. I thought he was active for tonight's game because usually in the box it'll just say Malcolm Brogdon not playing plantar fasciitis. 
but it just said has not entered game. So he might be active, and they're just keeping him out because who gives a shit? It's the Pistons. They're up 30. He doesn't need to play. Yeah. Um, they're just going to you know get that extra rest, save him for the next series. Um, yeah, not to look too much ahead, but I, I, I think if they uh, if Milwaukee sees Philly, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. Uh, it's like I said, the East is about as top heavy as it gets. I, I think it's going to be Milwaukee yeah. and uh, Toronto slugging yep. it out in the Eastern Conference Final. That, that's That'll a game we good. want, though. I mean, you know, I mean Milwaukee. Let's be real. Milwaukee's the only team in the East that could actually beat Golden State. Beat Golden State. Yeah, Maybe I mean, Philly. Like if they're if the, in Philly a weird gets, way like, hot. In a weird way, I feel like Philly? Philly would match up well because, like, who would guard Ben Simmons? Personnel. I because, agree. like, if you throw Draymond Green on Ben Simmons, who's Curry guarding? You know, and like, who's Clay guarding? Yeah, I you mean, know what you I mean. Can certainly, you can certainly paper, get into the that matchups. matches up, but yeah, I think Embiid would have a great series there too. Um, one thing about this series though is he's kind of settling. Like, he's looking, he's playing too much into that mold of trying to stretch the floor. He's settling for too many threes, in my opinion. When he can go inside at will. The way the Nets are are kind of you know uh, hedging off the pick and roll and setting up their help defense, it kind of leaves Embiid a mismatch more so than they'd like every now and again. Like Jared Allen is off on another assignment, or he's like the hedge man in a pick and roll situation. So it, often it'll leave Embiid with a post mismatch, and the he's just not using it for a guy who bitches about touches. It's it's hard. It's hard not to acknowledge that he's not taking full advantage of mismatches where he's supposed to be the most dominant. I mean, granted, he's had a pretty good series, and the net and the Sixers put in absolute work in his absence in that one game. But um, you know, going forward, if they want to have any chance of beating Milwaukee, Embiid just has to be more cognizant of, okay, if I have a mismatch in the post, I need to take advantage of it. Don't get so caught up into that, you know, trendy new mode of I'm a center. I have to also stretch the floor. Yeah. Like, you know, stick to your stick to your guns, man. If if anything, but yeah, I think all told, while the beef in this series was great, um, yeah. I, I think uh, I think Ben Simmons and, and the Sixers get the last laugh, and Jared Dudley will either retire or go on to be like. <laughs> you know, a champion of some park in the Brooklyn area, which actually, which might be harder than you think. So, um, good. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a good learning experience for D'Angelo Russell. It was fun seeing him burst out in the way that he did. I just think this Sixers team is too, uh, too star laden. They're going to move on, yeah. uh, you know, to their demise, but <clears throat> for what it's worth, they'll move on. And, um, That's yeah, about we're, yeah, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the NFL. Um, you know, it's yeah. draft week. Who's not talking about the NFL draft? I was telling my brother today, it's the most, you know, like painfully exciting week. Like for a Monday, it was so weird. I'm like, damn it, it's only Monday. I just want the NFL draft. All right, so the big news uh, yeah, tell, coming, tell the big coming news. out of CBS Sports from Pete Prisco uh, is that the Cardinals are expected to pass on Kyler Murray. Wow. Um, Rip up so, your mock draft. So basically, I mean, it's been the consensus pick for the past two months yeah. that Arizona was going to pick up Kyler Murray and trade Josh Rosen. And since they have the number one pick, and apparently that's not the case, I have a theory that they're just blowing smoke up everyone's ass and just like, you know, trying to. Trying to see what they can get for trying to test the waters, yeah, trying yeah. to trying to fish around. But uh, I mean, hey, if they don't select Kyler Murray, 
Oh my God! Can you Shit imagine if they downhill. if they pick Nick Bosa with the number one pick? Can you imagine who, like the trade that's going to happen for, for San Francisco? It's funny you say that. Do you do you want to hear a mildly warm like a warm take, like a spring day kind of take? Yeah. They're not going to select Nick Bosa. They're going to select Quinn Williams as number one pick. I think oh. Quinn Williams might be a better player, and he's a better scheme fit. I don't I don't know why you would drag a guy. Into into a scheme that he's not um, he he wouldn't thrive in why why for, why force a fit when you have a player who's arguably better and would naturally fit that scheme and perform just as good if not better so I mean you, we, we could go back and forth on the on the merits of each <coughs> it might player. trade I, I don't know yeah, I, I still think this Kyler just Murray. throws a wrench in everything regardless of what you think of the prospects the yeah. whole process of this is going to throw a wrench into everything i still think they'll pick kyler murray uh you you have have, an offensive head coach mm -hmm. and you were like last in the league at points per game and yards per game and just need a spark absolutely i mean come on it goes without saying heisman you know they you see that bs like underdog video that oklahoma oh my god yeah that yeah number yeah heisman trophy winner um, yeah right you know two sports star dak prescott's mom died of fucking cancer when he was a freshman at mississippi state doubted all along every black quarterback stigma put on him and you want to compare that yeah. If I gave a shit and it wasn't eleven thirty, I would go on a rant. But at its face, I think it's just fucking stupid. Just to be totally frank about the whole thing, I think it's really stupid. But um, you know, semantics aside, you're right. I I think they might be blowing smoke. But if they're not, I think they're gonna go. Yo, to can you? I was just thinking about this. Can you imagine if they take Haskins? With they the won't. First... There's not a shot in hell. I doubt Haskins. Is <laughs> I know, on but their can board. you imagine what would happen? Because that means Kyler Murray's still there. San Francisco is probably trading. Like, somebody's probably moving up to grab Murray. Right. And that means Nick Bosa falls. Right. Maybe out of the bottom or out of the top three. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say top five. I was like, this is no. not a nuclear holocaust. No. Can you calm down? No. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to say something just outrageous. But, but uh, did you see Kyler Murray's Wonderlick score? Open. What was it? Like 25. What's the highest you can get? Like 37? 50. 50? I thought it's, it was, it's the lowest score of all the quarterbacks. Or I, I think out good. of all the prospects, actually. I have no idea. Who cares? But still, like, yeah, I haven't looked into one. I haven't looked into Wonderlick in quite some time. I think Peyton Manning or somebody has like the highest ever, like Fitzpatrick, uh, Harvard grad, you know, whatever. Be, yeah, they're Fitzpatrick, Peyton Manning, to- totally the same. Uh, person. no, he scored a twenty, and mm-hmm. it is the worst out of this year's quarterback prospects. Perfect score is fifty. Fire him. I mean, I, I said when he did the Dan Patrick interview, I was like, this kid is so stupid. He seems really coddled. I mean, I've heard things, and I don't say this a lot, but, you know, just kind of spitballing here. I've heard, I heard he has one of those, like, overactive, like, sports dads, and the guy's just, like, yeah. a total dick and acts like his agent all the time. Maybe that, that sense of, that you know, that sense of I don't owe anyone an answer kind of comes from that background. And just kind of, um, you know, 
who knows always being given access to opportunities and you know that that's a whole separate debate i'm not gonna shit on kyler murray's character never met the guy he's a phenomenal football player yeah and uh yeah god forbid he doesn't go number one because i would i would not mind the giants getting him at all but (laughs) you know i'm willing to bet dave gettleman would still find a way to draft daniel jones at six and if he does (laughs) write this down save the date if he drafts daniel jones i'm not watching a single giants game this year not even on accident I will shoot myself. Not even if there's in a the fire. Foot. Not even if there's a fire would I watch a single Giants game this year. Absolutely freaking uh, not. Uh, yeah, but just in general, dude. Uh, I wouldn't call him dead. Ever. <laughs> even if there's a fire. Yeah, like 8-10 or whatever on Thursday, everybody's going to shit their pants collectively if the Cardinals do not take... That sounds horrible, but if the Cardinals do not take Kyler Murray, there is going to be a collective pants shitting. Have you ever seen um, American Vandal? No, is, is that Netflix? on Netflix? I've so heard it's like it. a... It, it kind of makes fun of like... Um, like What's the the crime show? F- 48 Hours or First 48 or something like that? 48 Hours? It's kind of like making fun of crime shows like that. Yeah. So the one of the seasons, the uh, entire season is based off of this high school. Somebody put like a stool softener in the lemonade uh-huh. at the cafeteria, and the entire school shit themselves. That's like terrible. all at the same time, and it has like it's really good. Yeah, I highly suggest it. It's so funny. Like it's just. Yeah, and you get you get. Not only is it funny, but you also like get interested. Where you're like, who did this? Like you 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 want to find out. Who, yeah, it has who like a similar shit themselves. It has like a similar like pathology to a yeah. crime show. Yeah, no, the first the first season that. is about this kid that uh, gets accused somebody drew dicks on all the cars in the teacher parking lot, <laughs> like spray painted dicks on all the cars and so like this kid gets accused of it and i don't know it's really good oh but, yeah you were telling me about that part yeah, but that sounds pretty so the the part where they're all shitting themselves is like they film it like for evidence and stuff like mm-hmm. when it cuts to like when it happened it's filmed on like actual iphones and like snapchat videos it's oh, so cool so like you, you, it's a snapchat video of all these kids shitting themselves in a cafeteria and just like bending over and then like cuts and there there's people running to the stalls in the bathroom and just shitting on the wall. Their kid shits in a locker. It's so fucking funny. Oh, dude, that's, that's <laughs> horrible. We just lost all our sponsors. That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that if Kyler Murray doesn't go number one, I might like like shit you on said shit sh- shit in a locker. I might shit in that little crack in the wall up there. <laughs> upside down wow uh thanks uh thanks for sharing um uh, thanks yeah but the other interesting part of this move if arizona does pick kyler murray which i think they will um what happens with their last year first round quarterback josh rosen how how often is it do you get into a predicament where you're like yeah we got a guy top 10 last year quarterback gonna be the future of the franchise and then the next year comes around, it's like, oh, we got the number one pick. Hey, you guys want to grab another one? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just like same same mindset and everything. That's it's like when you it's get really <laughs> weird. This is a unique situation. It's like when sure. you get like a a new shirt, and mm-hmm. then you go to the mall, and then like you see another new shirt, and you're like, yeah, eh, just got I don't one. know many people that are in malls back to back days, unless they're like <laughs> Paul Blart or like you know work at 
uh, hot topic. Or like I don't know a lot of people that work at hot topic. It's probably probably better that way, but we'll save that for another date and time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just I, I don't I, I don't get it, you know. Yeah. But I mean, Kyler Murray, like we said, supreme talent. Uh, as for Rosen, do you think with with um them speaking to the press and kind of putting it out there that they're going to pass on Kyler Murray? Do you think they're kind of trying to reel in, you know, uh, a higher asking price for for Josh Rosen? Is this a ploy? Yeah, for I, I think that more draft capital. I think they are. The they are either trying to move the pick, right? Which I could see happening. Or they are trying to, you know, just just get a good price and see where the asking price is for Rosen. I mean, we we only did one trade in our last mock draft, and um, even pundits who are more qualified than us are like, yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Like NFL Network guys are like. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and, you know, throw any trades in here or plot the course, um, what have you. Yeah. Because there's going to be a few on draft, excuse me, on draft night. And it's like, can you really surmise that in a mock draft? You know, it's always going to it's always going to be, you know, more than you think. Why? Why try overcompensating for it in a, in a simulated in a simulated draft, essentially, you know, I mean, just, you just gotta let it. We we've said it before. You just gotta let it be what it's gonna be. You and know, people draft people see trades. it differently. Like, uh, there's a few Eagles pages I follow that like had us moving up in the draft because Ed Oliver would fall, and I'm like, what would we offer to move up? Like, like you know, like yeah. it, just people don't think about that. They just think, oh, about the hype of a trade because yeah. draft day trades are because they're very noble, Ed Oliver obviously. is not falling out of the top five, top ten. Right. And that's a high, a lot of picks, a lot of players that lot you of would capital. have to offer. Oh, yeah. You'd have to throw the kitchen sink at a team to have that pick and then yeah. covet that pick. Especially if Ed Oliver falls, you know? like Because right. people are going to be like, all right. like Yeah, well, well since Ed Oliver's not going to fall, sticking to the brass, the conversation, I mean, Schefter, Schefter has gone back and forth. I thank, thank you, Adam Schefter, for for carrying the baggage that is this situation with Josh Rosen. He's gone back and forth. It's At first, teams asking for Rosen. It was the Redskins, Chargers. There's even the Patriots in there at one point. They didn't want to offer a second round or a first round or whatever Arizona initially asked. So they're out. Chargers are – I've seen some reports. CBS, CBS Sports, um, SB Nation still had them in the hunt. But in general, Schefter, two teams Schefter mentioned – in the hunt for Josh Rosen were the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. Two teams that definitely need a quarterback. Um, I could see Miami trading up. We had them trading up in our mock draft 2.0 uh, to 8 to get Drew Locke. Um, that's a team I've seen Christian Wilkins mock there. Just watched a mock today. Saw him mock there. But um, that's a team I think needs to address quarterback first and foremost. I mean, you have Fitzpatrick in the building, but... Is he really your way forward? Do you want to just tank with him at the helm just to be in the same predicament next year? I mean, they could certainly address it. They have the draft capital and the means to address it. The Giants definitely have the draft capital to address it. But, uh, no, would you think that we would overcompensate in trying to get Josh Rosen maybe accidentally, oh, I don't know, give away the 17th pick or some shit like that? <laughs> I mean, I, I could definitely see it happening at this yeah. point. I, I mean, but uh, I, I don't think... I mean, honestly. Well, well, let me put it like this: what's what's a good asking price for Rosen? Where you sit, is he first round? Do you give a first round? I would for give a, a first round for him. 
I, I think Josh Rosen is a good quarterback. I Ballsy think he, move. he's going to be a good player, a yeah, solid I mean, franchise quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to, it's it's interesting in that you can't really look at where he's at. You you have to kind of you know plot a trajectory. The, the, where is he going to go? The feeling on Rosen when he was drafted was this is a guy that you have to develop. He's not exactly. pro ready right now, and the fact that you are about to trade him and draft another first round quarterback because you don't like where he's at right now even though you drafted him knowing he wasn't ready well they didn't anticipate they were going to hire cliff kingsbury i think that's kind of where things started to get spotty but like the the thing is is that do you think most players or most jets fans i mean uh this is kind of like iffy but do you think most Jets fans see where Sam Darnold is and are like really happy about it? Uh, I mean, I I would think you know most pragmatic Jets fans, which but is a minority in and of itself. And before the season ended, you would think Cardinals fans would be kind of excited about Rosen, right? So like this is the same situation as like Darnold being traded. You well, know what I mean? Like, let's get this. Let's get this out of the way. Arizona was a much worse team than New York. Let's get this out of the way. Darnold is better. That's just no, a, yeah. It's just the fact of reality. Sam Darnold is better. The merits of that, uh, it'd be about a thirty-minute discussion, which I'm not willing to have right now. But for saying sake, Sam Darnold is better than Josh Rosen. Um, New York, when they draft a franchise quarterback, they stick to it. They 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 are not moving on that. So just with that circumstance being what it is, obviously I think it's patently obvious that Sam Darnold would would never be put in a situation where he would get moved. But, what, but well, pragmatic Jets fans understand this, you know that like I said, they are a minority. Most Jets fans are as ludicrous as you'd imagine, comic book crazy. But pragmatic Jets fans understand that Josh Darnold, or that Josh Darnold, Sam Darnold is not at his peak, and he's going to continue getting better exactly. as he did over the course of his first year. And, By the end of the season, he was great. And I the Jets, the Jets were a much better team than Arizona last year, Agreed. like ex- excluding quarterback play. Other areas, they had a lot more talent than Arizona did. Yeah, and you could say that for sure. A lot Ar- less injuries too. And, I feel like. And you're you're already ready to give up on Josh Rosen. Like like why and and the Jets aren't you know like like what what's going on? Well, you even on here? said it yourself. The Jets. I mean, the Jets had a much better team, but I mean, I think it has a lot more to do with the them changing face. You know, just the pace at which things are changing. Last year, um, you had Steve Wilkes. He's gone. Kingsbury is in the door now. So I mean, the rate at which things are changing. But I mean, the Jets got a the new quarterback. Coach too. The quarterback position is not out of the realm of possibilities for all the change that, that that's going on. And you're absolutely right. The Jets did get a new coach. Uh, I mean, like it. it Fair it's, point. It I'll just concede. doesn't make sense. Even, and I'll, I I I wanted to punch Todd McShay, Mel Kiper, and Adam Sheffer in the fucking face. Because they were talking, oh, Cliff Kingsbury has an air raid offense, and Kyler Murray fits that perfectly. Josh Rosen doesn't fit an they air raid be, offense. Are you fucking out of your mind? You could plug either one in, either one of them, and exactly. they're be good. It literally, like I said, dude, it boils down to the preference of the and, coach. Kingsbury, all those months ago. Hot yeah, take I, here, hot take. Yeah, but yeah. I would take Josh Rosen's arm over Kyler Murray's. Uh, Kyler has the running. I'd have to go back and watch the film. Kyler has the running ability, and that's 
fantastic. But, right. I mean, those those type of quarterbacks. I don't would last. love to see Kyler Murray in a Giants uniform more Ky- than more Kyler than Josh Murray. Rosen. Josh Rosen has the build right. for a quarterback. Kyler Murray's what five ten. Can barely see uh, the average O line height is like six three. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, come on, it's just. Well, in in boosting up Josh Rosen, you don't have to slander Kyler Murray. No, he's, no, I'm I'm just saying. As I'm just saying like how how I would see it. Like, you're you have an offensive head coach. I get it. Kyler Murray's this new shiny toy, but you also have like like it's like would you like a hundred dollars now? Or would you like a savings bond that is going to turn into 120? I mean, I, in I three see. Years? Uh, on principle, I see. I see where you're coming from. Um, Kyler Murray, in and of himself, offers some, you know, different different gizmos and gadgets than Josh Rosen. I don't agree with them trading Josh Rosen after a year. I've said time and time again. I think it's stupid as shit. That yeah. you bring a quote unquote franchise quarterback in the door one year, and then the next year you're looking to move him. I don't quite get the Dude, get the mindset there. It's not like a night and day difference between. If I'm Arizona's you're, you're right GM there. right now, yeah, I'm trading the number one pick. Trade it with somebody that I can get multiple picks for. Maybe I mean it's been said that Oakland. We'll get into that in a few seconds, but it's been said that Oakland. John Gruden loves Kyler Murray. Right. And he's not a big fan of Derek Carr. We've known that. So maybe get a few picks from Oakland, trade make give them the number one. Let them pick Murray. You you have the fourth pick now. You get to pick a defensive guy. Yeah, you have at least the fourth and pick. Then, you pick and, your defensive player. And then yeah. you still have Josh Rosen. You still have David Johnson. You still have Chandler Jones. You still have Patrick Peterson. God forbid you get another first round pick from Oakland. You could get an exactly. offensive lineman to protect Rosen. Exactly. Like and, and if Oakland's trading up, you're getting like I I would make sure you would get multiple first round picks. Definitely. You know? They have the capital for it. I mean, they see Kyler Murray. Let them get, let them get their guy. Let you get your guys. You need to. And you aren't you know, the first round. You picks, aren't drafting. First pick speaks for itself. You aren't drafting Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray only. In the first round this year, and winning a Super Bowl next year. Right. There is not enough talent on this Arizona team. I would rather have two first round picks than one first pick of the draft. You know, like I would rather have two first rounders than one. Right. Right. Especially when some people don't even view Kyler Murray as the number one quarterback in this class. Yeah, I mean quantity, quantity over quality. I to- I totally see where um see where you're coming from. Just the situation in Arizona, I don't. It's not like I said. It's not a night and day difference between Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. I don't understand that. I'm getting fucking heated. I don't understand. I feel my blood boiling. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't understand uh, the the haste to move on from Josh Rosen, who had his options undercut from him after like his seventh start. I mean, Christian Kirk broke his leg. He was without some other yeah. offensive line piece for most of the if, season. So. If you guys get. Josh Rosen. If the Giants get dra- Josh Rosen, I wouldn't mind. Better than Daniel Jones, literally from day one. Better than Daniel Jones. Better than from day one. Better than Daniel Jones. Better than Drew Locke. Better than Haskins. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than Kyler Murray. I don't even view Kyler Murray as the best quarterback in this class. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to flip a coin for Kyler Murray or Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. You already have a but year. I, I, let me say this. I would flip a, a coin between Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen just because Kyler Murray would be a nightmare in our offense. 
Yeah. Short passing game. The uh, the you know RPOs. But here's the thing. Saquon. Here's the thing. You got a nightmare. You got to think about is that like yeah, Kyler Murray would fit your guys' offense well. Yeah. But what's the shelf life on that offense? Uh, you know whatever, what I mean? whatever whatever the hell comes out of it, and you know? he gives you the best chance to run that offense to its fullest extent and have the best production, Josh and have all that shit that's on paper actually turn into you know come to fruition and be productive instead of just saying every year, oh yeah, the Giants look pretty good on paper. He could bring that shit to real life and actually keep Pat Shermer a fucking job for once. I don't like Pat Shermer, but for Pat Shermer's sake and his family's sake, I'm sure it would be nice to retain a job. Instead of just being a you know wonky schmuck that sits in the corner and runs numbers for an offense. If you guys could somehow get Rosen without trading any yeah, of your that's first what I'm round saying. picks, what, if we could, it would give, make Dave Gettleman look like a genius. That says a lot. Like think about it. If, if you we, guys could somehow get Rosen for like a second round pick and round end pick. up drafting, <laughs> and end up I tra- wish and end up drafting using both your first round picks. Like think think about like. Uh, I mean, the talent you guys would Even get. if we gave them 37, we'd still have 6 and 17, and we'd have a quarterback. That's a, that's a steal. Exactly. We'd have we'd still have 6 and 17, and we'd have the quarterback position addressed, at which point you cut Eli Manning and then or you- send him to Arizona as like a coach or a clipboard <laughs> or something. You don't need him there. My grandfather's like... It would be like the money ball when, uh, when, when he makes the trade and he's like, oh yeah, and I want you to fill up my soda machine. I don't want my players paying for soda anymore. That's what, what they would do. Like Arizona would be like, all right, I'm taking Eli off your hands. I want you to give us free soda for a year. Yeah, at this point, honestly, <laughs> like it's it would be malpractice to keep him on the roster at this point. But back, what are you saying about senior? Uh, he was just saying how like, well, uh, you know, you could keep Eli around if you bring that Rosen kid in there. I'm like, what's the point, Grandpa? He's already played a year in the league. You don't need his handheld. Like, let him be what he's going to yeah, be. Right. He's a peacock. You got to let him fly, you know? Shit, man. All right. There's one other thing we got to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we, we've said we, enough about that Kyler situation. Either um, way, I, I think the Cardinals will be all right. Let's just leave it at that. But if Kyler doesn't get drafted there, just be ready. It's going to be a crazy night. It doesn't matter what. Here, here final word. Final thing we're saying on say this. Say what you need to say. It doesn't matter what Good John Mayer song. It doesn't it doesn't matter what move they make on Thursday night. They are not winning the playoffs and they are or winning the Super Bowl and they are not getting into the playoffs next year. Let's let's hit them with a nice quotable. Doesn't matter what move they make on Thursday night, their situation's not gonna change overnight. There you go. Good All night, right, everybody. No. So um the other news was that Oakland Sent home all of their scouts, I believe. College scouting personnel. So Raiders coach John Gruden and general manager Mike Mayock sent their scouts home for the weekend, and they are not expected to return by draft time. Mm. The belief is they don't know who they can trust and wanted to clear the room. So we were just talking about the Kyler Murray situation and how John Gruden loves it. It just came out today how John Gruden loves Kyler Murray and does uh, not like Derek Carr. You don't say. So that would make sense of why you would send your scouts home because you don't want anyone, you know, telling people that you love Kyler Murray and you hate your quarterback you just paid, or they paid it like two years ago. Yeah. But still, they a quarterback you're paying a lot of money to, mm. and uh, I don't know. I I like I said, I could definitely see Arizona and Oakland hitting the old swapperoo. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't rule it out at this point with all the draft capital that Oakland has. Um, you know, getting up to the number one pick, like we said, it would be a lofty asking price for Arizona to flip that pick <clears throat> for uh, for Oakland to get it. As far as the uh, the sending the scouts home goes, the, it's just a situation of um, the less you have to explain to more people, the better. They just yeah. wanted their core guys you, in that room. You, ha- you have Mike Mayock, who is... <laughs> A great scout. Yeah, if Mike Mayock sees something... You don't you know, need any other scouts. You know Mike, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If Mike Mayock sees something, you know, I think they were just like, all right, Mike Mayock was like, okay, I see something. You guys can go home for the week. Thank you for your service. Uh, we'll take it from here. You can resume. Your duty <laughs> after the draft. Like, fucking... And I will be... Mike Mayock sees something. I will be calling Arizona Cardinals. And <laughs> yeah. let them know... That I am interested and waiting for the the first. He's pick. not Elmer Fudd. That's that's just over the top. Be but very quiet. If he sees something, he's saying something. And what he said was, "Okay, guys, we'll take it from here. Thanks." Uh, maybe he wasn't getting the best information from those scouts. Be maybe very very quiet. <laughs> maybe he didn't want that feedback from those scouts when they make this crazy ass move. Um, yeah. I I don't I don't know. It's just one of those things. I Dude, mean, you're just if, gonna have to see how it if falls they end out up cause... if they end up selecting Will Greer with the fourth pick, I'm gonna shoot myself. You know, like if they end up selecting like, I could definitely see that. They just se- something stupid. So yeah, they Derek, select just Derek Carr 2.0. They select like uh, I don't know Trace McSorley with the. <laughs> The fourth pick. You're you know? drunk, dude. You're dr- you're drunker than Mayock when he sent the scouts home. Uh, I'm already drunk. Just just the less I don't know. Just the less you have to explain to more people, the better. I, I'm you know they they wanted their guys in that room and those. We got to come up with a. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't trust them in a viable way. You we're know, go- that just goes to show you're gonna do some crazy shit if you have to send your scouting department home. I can only imagine what what's about to go down with this deal. Um, yeah. Like you said, they could even move up to one and take Kyler Murray. I don't think Derek Carr is done. I mean, look at the shit he was throwing to last year. It's kind of unfair to him to say, yeah. "All right, we see this, uh, we we see this, uh, we see this Cadillac we like. Looks like we're gonna be moving on from the uh, from the old Chevy Tahoe, the old the old reliable." Um, so I, I think it's bull. I think it's bullshit and a slap in the face to Derek Carr if they move on. Um, don't even think Kyler Murray would really. I don't know if you'd really fit Gruden's philosophy anyway, maybe from a short passing game, like a play-action standpoint, but um, I, I just don't see it. The Raiders have all the draft capital in the world. Why Why create a need if there's not one, you know? Um, They're just going out of their own way at this point. So we're trying to find out how we are going to go about draft night for the podcast. We definitely want to record somehow. Right. Uh, we have, we we're, I think... We're gonna figure out. We'll we'll see, but expect an episode. Uh, probably won't come out till Friday morning. But yeah, one way or another, we're, uh, we're gonna get us here. us live reacting to the uh, draft. But I just thought about we should come up with a drinking game for for the draft. I'm gonna look it up right now. You know how people make like Twitter yeah, drinking games? That absolutely. would be f- so fun for. Let's put our mock draft up against the reality of the real draft, and for every wrong pick, we have to take a shot. Oh, my God. We would die. <laughs> yeah, shot, shot, pick them. Um, so if there's a trade, you have to take a shot. If someone mentions Mel Kuyper's hair, you got to take a shot. 
If someone's described as a plug and play starter, you gotta take a shot. <laughs> oh God, no! If, if, if Johnny no. if Johnny Manziel is mentioned, you gotta take a shot. A player described as productive. Someone says in the trenches. A player is called a different difference maker. And if Mike Mel Kiper loves a player, and then oh, for two room, drinks, sorry. two or two shots, commentator mentions another player suit or another suit. Tim Tebow is mentioned. Someone uses the phrase football IQ. <laughs> Quarterback is drafted in the first first round other than Kyler Murray or Haskins. Oh, oh my God. Oh, uh, a player bad. is called a winner. Player p- praised for long arms. Player criticized for small hands. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay have an argument. <laughs> Three shots if uh, someone mixes up the Rams' home city. <laughs> uh Three shots if a white wide receiver is compared to Wes Welker or Sneaky Athletic. <laughs> Three shots if a player's I arrest... You guys are, I hope you guys are writing this down. Three shots if a player's arrest record is mentioned. <laughs> Donald Trump reference. No. And then uh, shotgun if Roger Goodell walks across the stage without booze. And if news breaks that a player is arrested. Dude, this is good. We're saving this. We're doing this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna call it. Um, <laughs> we're doing this live, dog. We'll just call it. Um, <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. Exactly. Exactly. We'll we'll just call it a uh, NFL draft. Drink, drinking drinking dra- game. Drinking draft. Drinking yeah, and driving is not good. Drinking and Dude, drafting is fun. All right. Let me tell this story before we. And so yeah, I was word. following, I was coming home from practice uh-huh. and uh, I'm following home this truck, this Ram truck on 155. Not a Dodge Ram. And um, the guy is like swerving all over. And I'm just like, all right, he's just on his phone, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. And then he goes into the complete other side of the road, <laughs> swerves back. And I'm like, Jeez. this guy is drunk. And then... We're going down 155, like, past your house. Yeah. And where it turns, like, to go to the towards the uh, Royal Farms. Yeah. And, like, it has that curb there. Right. He hits the curb Stop. and goes straight towards downtown. <laughs> and, and he's in a truck, so he just hit it and went on. And then, uh, like, this car, like, was following him, like, really closely. So I'm pretty sure they were, like, getting his tags, calling the police. But... Yeah, I was like, I was actually like scared. I've never been like that before. It was pretty weird. Yeah, I, I was I like nervous. I had anxiety. Like I was like, this car is just gonna swerve and like roll over and hit me. I don't, I don't know the last time I saw a drunk driver um, on road. I did see a Twitter video the other day. It went vi- pretty viral. Um, a guy was driving drunk and someone was like narrating it, uh, and uh, he ended up pulling the guy over, like taking his keys and stuff. And just saying, like, hey, man, like, walk home. Park your car here. Come get it later. Walk home. It was it was, the, it was a very just and, like, you know, absolutely, like, the right thing to do to the extent that you can do something like that when you're put in that situation. Yeah. Um, But overall, it's just a – it's not something I've ever seen. It's a weird situation. Like, ideally, you're like, okay, like, I can pull this guy over, you know, even though I'm not law enforcement. I've thought of it before, just conventionally, like if I were to see a drunk driver on the road, but see someone actually do it, it was pretty, it was pretty jarring. Like guys driving drunk and you're able to get his attention, you know, Godspeed, you're able to pull him over to, you know, have a rational discussion with him without law enforcement getting involved. I mean, shit, 
I almost wish he would have gotten pulled over by law enforcement though, because then it could actually you know well, I did, all I could, and all I could think about is really. he was heading towards downtown, and I was like, he's got to drive past the police station, like <laughs> yeah. And uh, there, there's usually a heavy police presence downtown, yeah. as it is with most downtowns. But yeah, anyway, we, we will be uh, we will be parked on the futon for watching the drafts. Uh, you know, we're always responsible anyway for Dude, those we, of you that are. Worrying. I'm I'm thinking about this now. Like this is portable. Like we can put this in there, so it'll be yeah. easy to watch. So one way, one way or another, we're going to find a way. Live reactions. We have to find out if the NFL draft is fair use for copyright or not. I'll do that right now. Just well, nerd stuff. Yeah, like uh, producer things. Yeah, one way or another, we'll go pick by pick, live reactions, something like that. But uh, in due time, we'll figure it out. I mean, like 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 Drake and Josh said, it's going to take some time to take some time. You know. <laughs> it's gonna take some time. All right, we're leaving that. Yeah, there. That's, that's have a good night, guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Follow our personal social media accounts. Uh, yeah. Tell your tune mailman. In, tune in Thursday, and uh, yeah, good night.